could he do that? Are you on Donate What? Charles Darwin. The nerves is where it's at. Welcome everybody back into Nerd Sesh. As always, I'm Carson Brabber, and alongside me is Logan Camden, and we are back, baby. We took a week off. The week before that, we were remote. Now, here we are. I get to see Logan's smiling face and shining bald head, and it is glorious. And we have a lot to get to today because we took off last week, like I said, and boy, did a lot happen in the NFL. Free agency, blockbuster trades, up to today, we've had massive breaking news with Matt Ryan now going to the Colts, and we really haven't reacted to most of it. So today, we're going to do that, and I think we can start with the overall free agency of the Vegas Raiders, offseason, I should say, really, because the biggest thing they did was trade for Devontae Adams for a 22 first and second, then they signed him to a five-year, $140 million deal. Those picks will be 22 overall and 53 overall. They also went out and got Chandler Jones for three years, $51 million. But let's start with just the Devontae signing because that obviously really matters for the Raiders. It matters a lot for the Packers as well. So what's your perspective on all that? I mean, uh, from the Raiders' perspective, just starting out, I mean, it's going to be a damn track meet, dude. I- I'm really excited. You have uh, Josh McDaniels you know, coming in um, to take over this crew. And there's just weapons on weapons, man. You've got Waller now. You've got Devontae, who I think is... I don't want to say he's the best deep threat in the NFL because a guy like Tyreek Hill exists, but I mean, Devontae is probably still the best contested ball catcher in the NFL. He's the guy that I want most when it comes down to you know getting in the red zone. Um, they're going to be a scary team to defend. Uh, Devontae, Darren Waller, Brian Edwards... It really sucks uh, what happened with Ruggs too, Carson, because I genuinely think that the only thing that this team is missing now is, uh, you know, oh yeah, I didn't even bring him up. Hunter Renfro is his. Logan, Logan, Logan said that like you guys could see my computer screen. Yeah, Carson brings up, uh, you know, Hunter Renfro, a great slot receiver. The only thing I think this team really is missing offensively is another just guy to run go routes, um, another speedster, which I think you can easily address uh, in the draft. Yeah, it's a huge getting. I mean, you talk about the chemistry that he already has with Derek Carr. Um, I want to ask you this from the Raiders' perspective, Carson. Devontae is now officially the um, highest-paid player uh, non-QB in the NFL. Five years, $140 million. Uh, two questions for you. One, do you think that the Raiders overpaid for him? And then two, um, do you think that the Packers got requisite value back for him? Well, I think that on both fronts... The Raiders paid a pretty hefty price. I mean, that is a behemoth of a contract. And a first and a second is insane value for a receiver. Even a guy at the peak of his powers, who I think is probably the consensus top receiver in the league. I shouldn't say consensus, but if you were to probably aggregate the opinions of most people plugged into the NFL, I bet that Devontae is getting the most votes in that conversation. Even still, yeah, I think it's a lot to give up. You know, those are two real quality draft picks. And obviously, we know how valuable that is in the NFL, just the opportunity to add multiple quality guys. But I really don't hate that. I mean, I do still believe in the perspective that, although it's certainly much more true in the NBA than the NFL, once you get to a certain point, you're still dealing with uncertain commodities in the draft. And you're dealing with a certain bona fide superstar here who takes your offense up to another level. So I think that's justified. I do think it's a pretty good return for the Packers, though. The contract is in some ways more concerning to me just because that is a large portion of your cap to be dedicated 
to a receiver, and there are lots of really good weapons on this Raiders team, obviously, and you're paying big money to an edge guy like Chandler Jones. But at the same time, I mean, they're clearly going all in on the philosophy of just acquiring star players. And I think that now they have one of the best groups of weapons in the NFL. I mean, if you're talking about Hunter Renfro is my third target, that's pretty sensational. Brian Edwards is my fourth guy. You know, I mean, this is assuming that I think Waller is ultimately a more compelling weapon than those guys, which I do even if his production wasn't quite as good this year. And also part of that was injury. And then you've got one of the best pairs of edge rushers in the NFL, and you've got an above-average quarterback. Like, this is a roster that has improved, I would say, easily as significantly as any throughout the offseason, and they overachieved last year. They definitely weren't as good as their record, but you retain that core, and you add two absolutely game-changing players. So, ultimately, maybe it's an overpay, I don't think this is launching the Raiders into the Super Bowl conversation. And because of that, it's easy to look back retroactively in five years and say, oh, well, they probably paid Devontae too much. But again, I do think that there's always value in adding superstar players. And they went out and did that. And I do think that that is commendable. Yeah, and I believe uh, I, I believe Theo said this uh, on, on Stay Hot, but like uh, he made a good point. You're coming off of a 10-win season you know, and it's every team uh, in this division is is reloading. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he made a good point. Mahomes is not going anywhere. Justin Herbert is not going anywhere. You have yeah. Russell Wilson in your division for the next five seasons. It's time to get the big guns and go out and get the best players that you possibly can to compete in this division. Because again, it's it's going to be an absolute dogfight. And if the Raiders didn't move this, you know, make these moves, you run the risk of becoming completely irrelevant and just yeah. moving into the cellar for the next genuinely the next decade like it's uh, the AFC West is going to be an absolute dogfight and I'm excited to watch but I, I can't even I don't think you can count the Raiders out after these moves like I think that I honestly don't know how it's going to shake out I, I I'm really intrigued like all of these teams to me seem like nine to ten win rosters yeah where are they in your AFC West hierarchy well, I mean if you ask they're probably bottom I, yeah. I really like the Chargers man uh, I think the Chargers might be the team to beat with the moves that they made defensively, like genuinely. I think I might like them more than Kansas City, even with Mahomes, as hot as that might seem. Um, Broncos are third. I, I think the Raiders are still dead last. Like, it, it probably still lands on the shoulders of of Derek Carr, honestly. And I hate to I hate to boil it down just to the QB, but if you're looking out of that group, he is the one that sticks out like a sore thumb, and I just feel like he's the most limited. Even though Derek is... <laughs> I said Derek Carr is top five. You sure I you said have. Derek Carr is top ten. Derek Carr is a better than average quarterback, but that's not going to cut it in this division. That being said, I do think there's enough. You have Max Crosby coming back. You have Chandler Jones. Like they have the formula. You're going to have a high octane offense that is going to put up 28 to 35 points per game, yeah. and you're going to have a, a, a 35 a, a, points per game. I think 28 to 35 isn't unreasonable. Well, that would make them uh, top three offense of all time. Well, it's going to be a track. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, they're going to be in the high 20s every single game, and you've got uh, two really good solid edge rushers on the other side. That's the, that's a winning formula. And uh, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting. But I, I like that the Raiders have decided to move in this direction instead of saying, because I think they could easily said after last season, you know, we, we lose Gruden, we move on from Basaccia. Let's go ahead and blow this thing up, and let's go into a full rebuild. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad that they're reloading instead of just ro you know rolling over. 
Yeah, I agree, and I think that's a fair point because you're right. If they were not to be super aggressive here, well, then you're left in the spot where you still have Derek Carr, but you're probably only winning six games in that division with last year's roster pretty much. You know, like they got two real high-impact star guys who are certainly elevating them to a completely different level, and I think they're either three or four in the division hierarchy for me. I would honestly probably have the Broncos too, so I will disagree with you there. But going, I'm sorry, you're going Chargers three? Or four, yeah. I think I'm conflicted between the two. Yeah, and I will say I do still have some concerns about the Raiders here just because, like, mm-hmm. uh, the Raiders have not had a good defense in, I, like, 15 years, I think it's been, <laughs> since they've been league average. Like, I'm not even joking. We looked up that stat one time, but it's really quite depressing. And so I don't know if adding – a Chandler Jones is enough to overhaul that. Yeah, I think I would relatively agree. They got Rocky Seen from uh, Indianapolis. That's a pretty big get. They desperately need... Um, I still think that in uh, in the draft, I think they need to address their secondary. They need more corners, and I think they need to uh, get a few more O-linemen in here. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the big concern in this division, too, is if... <laughs> I don't know, man. If Rocky Seen is your number one... Because the Raiders have had corners in and out of here man they have taken mm-hmm. their shots in the draft and they have just flat out missed um Trayvon Mullen too like I there's pieces I like here but uh yeah I think that they really need to shore up the secondary uh in in the draft for me to really have confidence in this team so I'm sorry wait, let me ask you this then. so why would you have the why would you even consider having the Chargers below them uh because I think that the Chargers were pretty darn flawed defensively last year as well yeah, i mean they got jc jackson they got Khalil yeah. mack coming in i don't know i think yeah. those two moves themselves kind of move them to a real contention in this division in my opinion yeah well i think that there's a high ceiling there definitely i don't know we'll see i mean i think that at the end of the day it's probably going to come down to how much of an impact khalil can make in the run game because mm-hmm. I, I mean obviously jc is very good but i think that if you're going to play the Brandon Staley defense, like it's just going to come down to your ability to stop the run with fewer guys in the box. And Khalil is obviously a high-impact guy in that respect, so maybe that is enough to flip the script. But I... They're probably better than the Raiders right now, in my opinion. But I think it's actually kind of close. Yeah, so do you want to uh, flip this on its head? Do you want to look at this for uh, for Green Bay at all? Yeah. I, I think... I don't know. It, it sucks because you look at... I mean, the last, what, five to six years? I don't have the numbers up in front of me, but, I mean, you look at the last five to six years, and Devontae Adams has been the only contributor for right. He's been the only reliable target. I mean, yeah. again, like, you know, you get Equinemus St. Brown, bro. I'm not, I'm not hating, but it's like you are asking a lot of whoever is going to be your number one. Um, I, I don't know if it's Amari Rogers. Like, I don't – I think that they're probably going to with one of the picks because this is a loaded wideout class. I do really like uh, the guys that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams. Uh, I really think that you've got some talented guys here in this upcoming draft that even in the later rounds, like into, into round three, I think that you're going to have guys who can are going to be real contributors. So I, I think the Packers are not going to have trouble finding a guy. But, I mean, replacing all of Devontae Adams' production is hard. And it's like, I don't know, man. This happens after Rodgers comes back. I really do wonder if Rodgers comes back if he knows that Devontae's departing. I know that they—I mm-hmm. don't know if they talked about that, but that's just—I don't know. I, I really wild. have a hard time believing that, that Rodgers would be all in on this team if he knew Devontae wasn't coming back. Um, 
Yeah, so I think that I think they got pretty good value back for Devontae. Honestly, number twenty-two and number fifty-three. That's really good value. It allows them to, um, again, with one of those picks, you can go out and you can draft a wide receiver with the other pick. Uh, I don't know if you go defense, you go offensive line. Um, I think they got good value back for Devontae, though. So I'm not. I think this is a honestly a pretty good case scenario for them. They don't have to pay him all this money. You know what I mean? You're still leaving that cap space open to pay to Aaron Rodgers because of the fat extension he got. He's getting paid like 50 mil a year. Yeah. Um, it just sucks. Like I, I think that the Packers are probably still of one of three teams to beat for me in the NFC, Carson, just because mm-hmm. of how depleted it is. Like. I'd probably say the Rams, Packers, and and Bucks are probably still my top three just because of the QB situation out in the NFC. But the Packers are probably three. Like, again, the only – yeah, the defense was good last year, but they weren't great. If – now that Devontae Adams is out of the equation, I don't really know what we're looking at offensively. You know what I mean? I completely agree. I don't even know if I would have the Packers that high. I mean, the NFC is – weird right now it is not as strong as the afc but this is going to be the weakest collection of weapons that aaron Rodgers has Mm -hmm. ever had i mean last two years it has been all Devontae. they've connected for 2900 yards and 29 touchdowns in 30 games and yes it's aaron Rodgers, and theoretically great quarterback play should be able to really amplify the receivers around him but like they have three number three receivers, man. <laughs> Lazard, Valdez Scantling, Randall Cobb. Like, those guys are number threes. There's a reason they're getting you 350 to 500 yards, and one guy's giving you 1,500. You know, it's very rare to see, like, a gap like that between a number one and a number two, but it makes a lot of sense. So, like, I, first of all, I think it's wild that you threw out Amari Rodgers. This is the successor there. I don't think it's Amari Rodgers. I mean, he's the only like. <laughs> well, he's the only young like guy, we're but gonna, we're gonna have Randall Cobb. Turn I think he back caught four balls this year. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There is no number one receiver on this roster. There's nothing close. And no matter where you are, that matters. It doesn't really mm-hmm. matter if Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback. You can't totally overcome not having good receiver talent. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I guess then that's a big question too, man. Is but is there anybody else on the market that they could get? And then how many wideouts do you take in the draft? Yeah, well, I think it's obviously position of emphasis in the draft. And if you can really nail a guy who is high impact immediately, and we've obviously seen those guys as of late with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, two of the most impactful rookie receivers that we've ever seen in the last two drafts, and you know, you'd be giving a guy to Aaron Rodgers... Mm-hmm. Then I think that you actually have solved a lot. But again, that's just an uncertain task at this point. And it's just crazy to me, man, that the Packers would go ahead and do this. It just, the reason that Rodgers has, you know, wanted to leave is there's been this, there's been such a massive burden on him to carry this team, you know, damn near single-handedly. And the burden has gotten even larger this upcoming season, I feel like. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I I'd like to say that this is probably going to be... I can't even say if this is going to be Rodgers' last ride again because... Yeah. I don't know. But I, I could very well see this... I could very well see this Packers team somehow winning, you know, 9 to 10 games and dropping Absolutely. Out. Like, that's a... I think it's very realistic after a loss of Devontae. Totally. I mean, again, this was not like a consistently dominant team last year. It mm-hmm. wasn't like an overly impressive team in terms of point differential. It wasn't an elite defense it wasn't an elite offense in terms of output for most of the year 
but they really limited their mistakes. They did enough on defense, and Aaron and Devontae carried them over the top. And yes, Aaron is more important in that equation, certainly, but he's not everything. And I guess the argument is, okay, well, we couldn't pay Devontae, and there is such a surplus of good receiver talent right now. Like, again, you do have high-impact guys coming in in every draft and guys who are breaking out, and when top guys go down, they're stepping up. So, yeah, maybe you can replace that production. The thing is, you don't have one of those guys on your roster. Like, I truly believe that. I think that if you did, somebody would have produced more than 500-and-something yards this year when Aaron Rodgers is throwing them the ball. And I just don't see that kind of dynamic talent. So, you haven't done it in free agency. Now you got to go do it in the draft. And that just means, again, you're taking a big swing and relying a lot on a dude who hasn't played an NFL snap yet. So... I'm a little bit skeptical of their ability to do that. And I think that they will be a solid team no matter what. But I will say this makes the Aaron Rodgers decision more puzzling and less justified, in my opinion, when you could have unequivocally, in my opinion, a better defense in Denver, significantly better weapons. You are getting the benefit of breaking free of what has become like seemingly kind of a weird dynamic organizationally. I don't know. Much more questionable, in my opinion. And I already didn't totally get it when he decided to come back. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, I, I guess when you say it like that, that is the, um, that's the opposite argument of this, is that wideout is one of the least valuable positions you know, in the league, and you just don't want to pay it. I don't think it's one of the least valuable. I just think there's a lot of good receivers. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, Devontae getting paid that in itself tells you about the value mm-hmm. of the position. And, of course in an increasingly and overwhelmingly aerial game, receivers really matter. Yeah, I just mean the, uh, the depth. You know, yeah. I mean, like running sure. back. There's a lot of depth there that you can find. But I'm... No, I, I would not... I've been a Packers guy every year, man. I picked the Packers to... I picked the Packers to the NFC title game or the Super Bowl damn near every year. And honestly... Yeah. Damn, Carson, that's a good point. I, I don't know. You were talking about where you don't think you have the Packers that high. I wonder if I would have the... I might have San Francisco higher. Yeah, I, would. I don't know. I, I'm, I, in, I'm I would. in flux, dude. I, I'm I'm in I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused, <laughs> Green Bay. I'm very confused. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Logan Camden is confused. Okay, so I think that as important as all that Raider stuff is, and as much as it changes the dynamics of that team and potentially what is now, I think a lot of people already are crowning the best division ever, like or the most talented. I will say I think we should all pump the brakes with the four playoff team thing. I don't think we're seeing four playoff teams out of this division. I think we're seeing three. I just, I, I, I don't know if we're ever going to see that, bro. That's what I'm saying. It's insane. I oh, think people, I... I'm sorry, people are actually saying that? Well, I don't know. If there are people <laughs> out there, I'm just saying to them. I will apologize to my friend Mikey Goody because he was talking about how there could be four playoff teams in the AFC West before free agency started, and I said that the Raiders had a 5% chance of making the playoffs and then you know they went out there and they hit some home runs and now I would say it's certainly a good bit higher than that okay but regardless the biggest thing that has happened since we last spoke to you all certainly when we talked about the Russell Wilson trade and Rodgers coming back is the Deshaun Watson trade and obviously he is headed to Cleveland he's going there along with a fifth in 2024 for three firsts a third and a fourth this is obviously extremely complex for a number of reasons. In football terms, yeah, it's really big. He also then became the highest paid player ever, assigned him to that massive extension. So 
that all matters a lot. I think personally that uh, it's yet another reflection of the lack of legitimate values in the NFL and the fact that it's like, okay, well, once we know that this guy isn't going to jail, we're good. You know, 22 civil suits What is you know, you can just kind of overlook that because you want an adult in your room, apparently, because Baker Mayfield is kind of silly and, you know, grabs at his wiener sometimes. That's the NFL for you, I guess. They care more about that than they do about people, you know, doing very bad things. Oh, actual character. Yes, yeah. correct. So I think that overwhelmingly people can agree that it sucks on that front. I don't know if you have any other thoughts on that or if you just want to look at it from a football perspective, but I think that's an important disclaimer no matter what, because it kind of sucks. I think it's a very important disclaimer. Um, and I mean, you see this in the NFL every year. If you are good enough, it doesn't matter. What you do off the field does not matter if you were good enough on the field. And we have seen that time and time again. And if you have the resources to make these things go away, look, man, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't want to say anything concrete, but yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it, it if we want to look at this, I feel bad for Baker Mayfield. I really do, dude. Um, like, I don't know, man. I feel like people have forgotten how shitty Cleveland was, you know, for the 20 goddamn years before Baker Mayfield showed up. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying he was the sole factor. The offensive line got a lot better. They got an identity with the running game, with Nick Chubb, with Kareem Hunt. Um, they brought in Kevin Stefanski, and they turned this franchise around. But Baker was a guy that they put their faith in. And I feel bad for him that... Uh, to put it frankly, that he's being replaced by a guy like this. And I, I just, I hate it from that perspective. Um, and honestly, what is, I don't know what happens to Baker. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, he's going to try to find a home as a starter somewhere. And I think he probably can. Send him to Atlanta. Maybe Seattle. I don't know. Well, I don't think Atlanta's going for him. I think they apparently like Marcus Mariota. They've made that decision. I did see that. Yeah. I, that's interesting to me. I personally don't, like, really feel bad for Baker. You know, he's not very good, and then he requested I mean, a trade. I'm sorry, dude. Baker just, was hurt all last year. I feel like Baker has just become such a big— No, he was not good. But he was hurt all last year, and he showed up and he played hard. Yeah, I just don't really have a problem with a team moving off of Baker Mayfield after four years. I think that I have a problem with a team moving off of Baker Mayfield uh, for, for a guy Deshaun like Deshaun Watson. Watson. Yes. Okay. Well, that's fair. But wouldn't you probably have a problem with any team moving off of anybody for Deshaun Watson? Fair point. Yeah. Fair okay. point. So that's my thing is I just don't think it's a Baker thing, but I certainly understand it from a football perspective. I mean, people get impatient with quarterback play, and I think that it's pretty justifiable. Like the year that the Browns made the playoffs it's not like baker was this maestro i mean he was executing play action stuff they had a top three running game in football they still had a negative point differential and they kind of snuck their way into the playoffs and this past year obviously there was significant regression from the team as a whole from baker and in a lot of ways like yeah he was playing through stuff undeniably but he was kind of the thing that held them back so I think that they look at the offensive talent that they have, their ability to run the ball. Obviously, now you add to their receiving core Amari Cooper, which is really impactful. And you think about some of the stuff that they have on defense. Like I think that 
they are looking at their roster and thinking, we're close enough to contending that we can't just sit around and have Baker Mayfield as our guy. So I understand that. I don't think that this is like a Super Bowl kind of team. I don't know, man. You think that they're in that realm? I, I think the ingredients I think the ingredients are definitely there. Um, again, this is another situation where we're gonna have to see where it, you know how they shake out after the draft, obviously. But hell yeah, I do. I mean, just the upgrade alone from you know to get to Sean Watson. Watson is fifth in career touchdown to interception ratio. Like he is genuinely. I mean, where would you? I, I think he's top five among talent for QBs. I don't know what we can expect because he's been off the field for so long. Yeah. But, you have, you're going to have a dominant rushing attack again. You have one of the best offensive lines in football. You have uh, the third best defensive player on the planet on the other side and a pretty damn solid secondary with uh, you know, Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams. I, I really do think that – I mean, Baker was the only limiting factor. It, is, mm-hmm. it, is, it does get grimy in Cleveland, you know, late games. It's cold. You know, it gets harder to throw the football. I don't think it's going to be an issue. Like, I – Baker was the only thing holding this team back. And yeah. so I agree um, from a football perspective. Like, yes, I, I don't really think there's any holes with this team whatsoever. I think they need I think they need to shore up their linebackers a little bit. But if they do that, yes, I wholeheartedly think that Cleveland could, yeah, could be in the Super Bowl conversation next season, 100%. Yeah, I don't know. I think that, to me, they're behind the absolute top tier of AFC teams, which I guess is the Bills and the Chiefs. Like, would you, have them, would you have them behind Denver? I think that I would have them slightly behind Denver because I view Denver as like a genuinely elite defense. And obviously they don't have the run game of Cleveland, but I think that they have easily comparable weapons in the passing game and maybe even better. But one thing that I think is certainly very important in all of this for Cleveland is that you don't give up any players to get two star players and Mm -hmm. a guy who I think is certainly a top eight quarterback. I would have had him on the fringes of the top five conversation last time we saw him play. I mean, that was a pretty remarkable season for him. And obviously it didn't translate to wins, but like, geez, he was not working with much and he's just been a tremendously efficient passer throughout his career. And obviously has the ability to extend plays and can make a whole lot of throws. Like, He's quite, quite good. And, I mean, we've obviously seen the value that that can have in elevating a roster, and this is a pretty darn good roster. So, yeah, I guess they're on the outskirts of the Super Bowl conversation. Like, could I see a world? Yeah, but it's not a likely world. Laura, let's flip this on its head then. Um, I agree, too. I I honestly think if we're talking talent-wise, I think Deshaun maybe but might be number three or number four for me, but, you know, some competing with Herbert really? um, for that spot behind Allen and Mahomes. Yeah, I mean that. I think Deshaun uh, – I, I think Deshaun is that caliber of football player. Um, let me ask you this then. Are they – are the Browns your favorite then in the AFC North? Yeah. yeah are they I, yours? I think so. I, I think probably by, by a pretty wide margin. Um Baltimore, I'm kind of off of just because I think Lamar's health is a genuine concern moving forward. I really do. Um, Cincinnati feels kind of fluky, a, you know, Super Bowl run. I feel like Cincinnati's going to come back to earth and still be around that 9-10 to 10 win range next year. And then I think Pittsburgh wins seven to eight games next season. And I think, I think this is Cleveland's division to lose. I agree. I mean, I can see a world in which both the Bengals and 
the healthy Ravens make a pretty good run on it. But I think that the Browns deserve to be the favorite right now. And, like, again, just having that change in quarterback play is so significant. Like, I don't think that the Browns last year were equivalent to the Rams of two years ago, for example. But you look at what a guy who's playing as, I don't know, the 20-something best quarterback in the NFL and who turns the ball over too much and who it's like, hey, can you just not mess it up for us? And then they're like, well, actually, I will every once in a while. You're Baker Mayfield. You're Jared Goff. Getting rid of that guy, replacing him with a top-10 quarterback. We just saw it, obviously, Matt Stafford and the Rams. And I don't want to make a false equivalency because it's like, Every situation is different, and that doesn't mean every team is just going to take the leap to winning the Super Bowl. But last time we saw Deshaun Watson, he led the league in passing yards. He led the league in yards per attempt. He completed 70% of his passes. He was 33 touchdowns to seven picks, and his best receiver was Brandon Cooks. And he didn't have much to work with on the ground. Like, to go from that to elite run game to some pretty good receiving weapons and a really good number one, and a lot of defensive talent, you know, obviously quarterbacks are not a win stat, as everybody says. We just saw that with Matt Stafford, and we could certainly see that again this year with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and I think you talk about the improvement of situation. I think the biggest thing is the offensive line. You know, two years ago, he yeah. got sacked 62 times, leads the NFL. Um, the year before, the year after that, he gets sacked 44. Next year, he gets sacked 49 times. He's going to have all day to throw back there. Like, Cleveland has one of the best offensive lines in football. I wonder how they're going to change their scheme. You know what I mean? I don't know if they're going to be as play-action dependent or heavy, if they're going to go more out of the shotgun um, to suit Deshaun. Yeah. It does make me wonder, too. Um, Speaking on the last thing about the Baker thing, um, I think I'm not 100% sure about this stat, uh, like the exact specifics of it, but, I mean, like, I think he was – had like the least completions to wideouts last season or something. Like the Browns had mm-hmm. the least total completions to wide receivers. Um, and that's obviously attributed to Baker. Man, does Jarvis Landry feel like an idiot right now? Like Jarvis, like I think bailed because he mm-hmm. it just wasn't expecting touches. And then a couple, like a week later, um, you know, they go out here and land to Sean. Um, yeah. And I think that's pretty big because I, I don't know. If, if Jarvis knew this was going to happen, I would love to see a Jarvis-Amari tandem yeah. with an actual QB who can go downfield. Yeah. It's an interesting point. Honestly, it'll be interesting to see what Jarvis looks like just because he wasn't overly productive this year. Obviously, we know OBJ wasn't overly productive in Cleveland and then had the explosion that he did in L.A. So it's going to be interesting seeing sort of the Baker effect isolated in some ways and seeing what he does look like in a less ideal situation because that's where he's headed. He's not going to a better spot than Cleveland. He's not going to have that kind of crutch with that old line and that run game. And it's just not going to happen. That's what's messed up about it. Like, can you think of a more ideal situation for, that's the perfect situation for guys yeah. like Mayfield, Trubisky. And I don't I, Like the I Niners maybe the same, yeah. would be the only one that would be like a better situation for him just because they're better defensively. Really. Let me ask you this. Do you think Baker Mayfield is a... Do you think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL? Or do you think he's a high-end backup? I think he's a transitional starter. I think he's a journeyman from this point forward in his career. I don't think he's getting big contracts. I think he's getting two-year deals. Would you rather have Jared Goff or Mayfield? (sighs) Damn. Uh, It's very close, honestly. I kind of want to see fully healthy Baker again because I would take Baker from two years ago 
over Goff, but Baker from last year, dude, I think I'm taking Jared Goff over that guy. What about Mac? Would you take Mac or Baker? Mac? Probably. I don't know. It's tough. He's in such a better situation. I'm not high on Baker right now. This is a very, very ugly year of football from him. Yeah, I mean, it was. And, yeah, he dealt with a lot of stuff. I I mean, what's his value? What do you get? What, a fifth? A sixth? A seventh? I don't think, I don't think Baker's... Seventh? I no. Mean, I don't think Baker's getting a whole lot of value back. I think you can maybe get a fourth or a fifth for Baker. I think you would get a fourth. But, yeah, that's not great. I mean, so what, what are potential landing destinations? It's just, I mean, Seattle maybe... I don't... I can't think of many other teams that are incentivized to do that. Like, think about teams that suck at the quarterback position. They have young guys who they're invested in, mostly. Giants, I, so I mean, Jets. So then nope. I guess the, the smart money is that he's going to be a backup next season. Unless he goes to the Seahawks. Or, I mean, could... Or who? Carolina? Yeah, maybe. Atlanta? No, Atlanta loves Marcus Mariota! I can't, I can't imagine that. They have to have a backup plan. They're going to get a QB or something, dude. You're not rocking with Marcus Mariota for the entire season. That's a smoke screen. Maybe they'll draft somebody. But yeah. I don't think that they're paying him two years, $19 million to be a backup. I mean, that's not a ton. That's not like traditional starter money. But it's also a good amount for Marcus Mariota. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, so we've got more big quarterback Action, caction, as some would say. Quaction. Because as we mentioned earlier, Matt Ryan has been traded to the Colts for a 2022 third. That is official as of today. Logan, what are your thoughts? Man, don't the Washington Commanders feel stupid. Wow. I mean, dude, all they gave up to get Wentz and his big old contract. Yeah. The Falcons. I mean, this is... This is one of the smartest football plays I've ever seen by a franchise. They go out and they fleece a stupid franchise like the Commanders. Uh, they get them to not only take uh, Wentz's cap, you get all this collateral back. Um, for Wentz, they get a second, a third, and a third that could become a second-round pick. And then they get a better, more consistent quarterback. Um, they don't have to pay him. All $40 million of Matt Ryan's contract is dead cap on the Atlanta Falcons, the largest dead cap hit in NFL history, and they gave up a third. I mean, this is just genius play by Indianapolis. Um, I'm hoping that Matt Ryan is the answer because, good Lord, we know that this team has invested mm -hmm. and tried a lot to find their guys. Um, I saw a graphic today. Uh, you know, the Colts had five QBs from 98 to 16, uh, and since then they've had five quarterbacks. They go out, they make the move to get Phillip Rivers, see if that works, losing the playoffs. They go out, they get Wentz. Wentz doesn't even make the playoffs, handcuffs them, holds them back. And now they've gotten out and, you know, gotten Matt Ryan. I I mean, this is just a, I think this is the best, this is a genius play from Indianapolis that I never, I didn't see coming. You know, I thought Indianapolis was going to roll into the draft, maybe take a young guy, um, Get a, get a transition QB, a, a bridge guy. Um, so I don't know if this was planned out. I feel like it had to be, you know, that they were thinking this far in advance mm -hmm. to give up on Wentz. But uh, the Colts absolutely fleeced Washington. I think they fleeced Atlanta. Um, I, I love this. I think this is a genius play. I don't know how much it changes my outlook for Indianapolis as a whole. Like, Matt's a really good quarterback, and we know what we're getting out of him. I guess in a shitty division like this, maybe the Colts are the team to beat. 
depending on what Tennessee looks like again, because they were kind of fraudulent last season, <laughs> despite all my pushback. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is a genius play for Indianapolis, and I think it's the best quarterback that they could have acquired, you know, outside of the top dogs. I had, I did not see this coming. Uh, I think Indianapolis has uh, killed this offseason so far. Yeah, an extremely calculated risk, I guess. Not a huge risk in that what you gave up was Carson Wentz, but I wasn't overly confident that they were going to go out there and find a better option. Mm -hmm. And with their roster, with Carson Wentz, they were a top eight team in football for the last 10 games of the year, 12 games of the year after their one and four start. I mean, they were very, very good even with Wentz. And so I was kind of like, I don't know, you'll be a solid playoff team with him but yeah I agree I mean I think that this is an upgrade not to mention it's an even year 2022 (laughs) and we all know what even year Matt Ryan does okay talked about this since first few episodes of nerd sesh way back when he goes bananas look at even year Matt Ryan versus odd year Matt Ryan and tell me who you want you want even year Matt Ryan and now he's coming into the fold I will say, I don't know if it's, I mean, I think that the identity of this team is definitely going to remain their ability to run the football at a high level, and I think that that's a good thing, and, you know, obviously it's a solid receiving core, I don't think it's a great one, Mm -hmm. so I'm not really expecting Matt Ryan to be like, I think he's going to be a pretty average starting quarterback. I think so, too. The, the reason you do this as, uh, as Theo, you're getting off the bozo. You're, you're, mm. you're getting rid of the bozo in Carson mm-hmm. Wentz because he has the, you know, he's got the bum trait. Got the bozo gene. He has the bozo gene. Matt Ryan does not. Matt Ryan is going to be consistent every day. I do agree. I don't like this receiving core. I don't like having to rely on, I mean, Michael Pittman mm-hmm. and I don't even know. Is T.Y. Hilton still here, bro? I haven't heard that dude in a minute. There's not a, it's not a very deep receiving core. I think you have to go out and draft somebody. Um, I don't know. It, it, it does feel like, even though they're getting rid of the guy with the bozo trait and Carson Wentz, it does feel like some some sort of a, a lateral move, right? Yeah. I mean, the Colts had one 400-yard receiver this year. <laughs> That's actually kind of crazy. I don't know. I think that... It's a positive move overall because of the cap benefit, the assets that you gain between this combined with the Wentz trade. But it's not like a game-changing play, I don't think. I mean, Matt Ryan is, again, solid at this point in his career, and he's going to have a run game to lean on. But I don't think that this is like, oh my God, look at the Colts now. And I honestly think that Wentz's best game mm-hmm. might might be mm-hmm. better than Matt Ryan's best game. The thing is just, you know, Wentz is also going to get that crazy look in his eye and he's going to do something really scary that's going to hurt your team. So I think that the Colts are very good. I think that they are figuring in somewhere in the back half of the AFC playoff picture. I mean, it is ridiculous, dude, the kind of talent that we are talking about in that conference right now. But I don't think as a roster, they're far behind, like, even the Broncos. I don't think that – I think their roster is probably better than the Browns. The thing is just there's the gap in quarterback play. So I would probably have them a little bit behind both of those teams. And I think it's tough for me to imagine this team winning the Super Bowl – 
but I think that they can definitely be a playoff team should and, you know, could win a playoff game. And you're not giving up a ton of value, even though it is old Matt Ryan to do that. Yeah, honestly, this kind of feels like when the Colts got Phillip Rivers, honestly, like it feels similar I think Rivers, to that. I think Rivers was a little more over the hill than, than Matt Ryan. But. I don't know, actually. I mean, he had a worse year before that, but then he had a pretty darn good year yeah. as a Colts starter. I don't know. You just you need a guy that's not going to turn the ball over twice in the final game of the season and shut the door on the Jacksonville Jaguars and get you into the playoffs. And at the end of the day, yeah, I think you can expect more out of Matt Ryan. I think the Colts are a borderline playoff team. I also thought, and this was this is always what I had about Wentz, man. I thought that they had such a hard draw in the first five games. Yeah, it was always going to be hard for them to bounce back. You know, you got the Titans, the Rams, the Seahawks, who had Russ at the time, always a tough out. Um, two playoff teams in the Dolphins and Ravens. Like, yeah, it was going to be... They start out 1-4 and four and then bounce back. I did think Wentz got a bit of a bad rap um, in that regard. But yeah, I don't want that bozo on my team. And I think the Colts... I think the Colts are fighting for the division. I think they're fighting for a playoff spot. I wouldn't have them winning the Super Bowl, but I've seen crazier things. There's a really good defense coming back. Darius Leonard uh, anchoring this unit. Um, he was a little disgruntled, it sounded like, but you yeah. had DeForest Buckner here... Um, I do think they need to go out and get some corners, too, after losing Rocky Sin. That is kind of a big loss. He's really talented, but it's overall, I mean, I think Wentz and Ryan trade included, you, with like you said, with the money, with the assets they acquired, I'd have to give them an A or an A+. Plus. Like, they've knocked this out of the park in terms of assets, money, and how they've just played teams. You gave up Carson Wentz, and then it, you got a haul, dude. So... I, I, I think it's going to—I think this was overall a win for them. And I do think they got better, moderately. I, I agree with you. I think Wentz's best day is probably better. But <laughs> Matt's not going to go caveman mode and lose you the game. Yeah, no, I agree. I would rather have Matt Ryan than Carson Wentz. I think an A-plus is generous because, I mean, yeah, they end up positive in terms of draft assets, but pretty much by a third-round pick, you know. Which is good. I mean, you'll take that when you also are upgrading at the quarterback position. That's very well done. A-plus feels a little bit much for me. But let's talk about the Wentz ordeal because he is obviously going to be a Washington commander. He, along with a second, traded there for a second and a couple of thirds. What's your take? To, to, to my friends who are Washington fans, uh, most notably my good friend Sam Dietrich, I'm sorry, Sam. Um, it's going to be rough. Yeah, you guys are in for a rude awakening. I don't know if Washington is expecting him to... You should have zero expectations for Carson Wentz. And with the state of the roster around him, like I do like the idea of, you know, he has Terry McLaurin. He's got decent weapons here. I like Logan Thomas, but it's like, this is just such a middling... It's just a middling roster. This team yeah. is going to win six games. And you're going to pay Carson Wentz way too much money. This is not... Hot take. I don't even know if this is a hot take. I would not be surprised whatsoever if Ryan Fitzpatrick or Taylor Heineke stepped in at some point during the middle of the season because you're frustrated with Wentz. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just the thing about Carson, man, is like, we've seen him in really good situations and what he can do. The MVP year where he goes out and he gets hurt. Um, last year with Indianapolis, it wasn't even that bad of a year. But, you know, that that taste of that loss in week, set, uh, week 18 lingers in your mouth. We've seen him in really good situations and what he can do. This is not a good situation. I, my expectations for Wentz here is 
20 TDs, 20 turnovers. I mean that. Like, Wentz is just kind of, when you uh, when you put in fumbling with interceptions, like, I'm expecting 20 and 20, and f- to get pretty frustrated with him. This is, this is a bad football situation to step into, and... I had the football team, uh, now the Washington Commanders, I had them somehow winning 11 games in my preseason prediction. This team sucked last year. They shouldn't have won seven games because of this bum-ass division. Because they play in this bum-ass division, there's always a chance that they could win eight or nine games, but mm-hmm. I'm not expecting it. I think that I think the Washington Commanders are going to suck next year, and uh, I think, again, with Wentz in a bad football situation, I'm not really expecting a whole lot. I expect six wins and Wentz to be on a different football team next year and somebody to bite that bullet and go, oh, yeah, he's going to turn around. We're going to turn back the clock and get MVP Wentz, and you're not, and you're going to be disappointed. Um, are you higher on this move than me? I'm, 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 really, I'm really low on it. No, I don't have all that much to add. I mean, I think that the quarterback play that you get out of Wentz will... I don't even know if I'm comfortable saying probably be better than last year. Like... I thought Heineke, yeah, he turned the ball over too much, but there were some times where he made the wor- the best of a not-so-great situation. I don't know, dude. Like Heineke, Heineke, like, um, he telegraphs his balls. Yeah, that guy, that guy sure. Is, he's, uh, Heineke is a really good backup. He's, that man is yeah. just, dude, def- defenses read that kid like a book. Yeah, my concern is just two years ago, Wentz was the worst starter in the mm-hmm. league. So, like, I just don't know what happens when you put him in a suboptimal situation in terms of offensive talent. And, yeah, again, it's not like the Colts were overflowing in the passing game, but it's not a home run. I'll tell you <laughs> that. I, I think that it's like, okay, cool, you got Carson Wentz. You got a little bit better at quarterback. <laughs> what does that really matter when you're so far away as an overall roster? There, there is a... I think the biggest thing with Washington last year was the defensive regression, you know, that we saw from, honestly, everybody. Um, Chase Young did not play up to standard. This defensive line did not get pressure the way they did. Secondary was atrocious. Yeah, I mean, they they just, they really regressed back to who they really were. If, that's that's priority number one if I'm Washington, is reestablishing that identity and, you know, getting back to the quarterback. If Washington has a top 10 defense... I can see them maybe sneaking into the playoffs as the seventh seed um, if everything goes perfect. Um, like I said, I wouldn't project yeah. that, but there is still a lot of talent here, man, on defense. Uh, again, I, you just look at the defensive front with the Chase Young, Jonathan Allen. I, it's very concentrated up front, though. Yeah, it, it, definitely, talent. 100%. I, High end, I can see this team at their ceiling being a first-round exit to the two-seed and sneaking in as the seven. That the Cowboys are going to win this division. Um, maybe the Eagles. Like, I, I don't want to count the Eagles out yet either, man. The Eagles are sneaky. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I, and then, see, that's, that's kind of the crux of this. I just don't like paying a guy all this money when yeah. he, doesn't really, he doesn't really move the needle all that much. Yeah, and, I, yes, again, honestly, if I had to put money down right now, if I had to place a bet, Carson— I would put money that we see Heineke or Fitzpatrick at some point during the season. Yeah. Um, and not out of, maybe out of injury, but out of Wentz's, Wentz's incompetence. I would almost put money on that. I give this trade the don't matter stamp because it don't matter. All right, let's move on to some stuff that does matter. Do you want to talk more about the Chargers signings? I know that we sort of integrated 
it with some of our Raiders talk. Pretty splashy stuff. We did already touch on it a little bit. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, we can we can go a little more in depth. I mean, the the, the big ones are uh, you know Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson, and like you said, I think you highlighted the most important thing for the Chargers to do this season, and that is stop the run. They couldn't last season. They got they got gashed repeatedly, and I do think they're a few pieces away because I don't want to I don't want to make people forget. Like you remember a couple years ago when they signed. Uh, was it, they got Linval Joseph, mm-hmm. and you know, they made all these big splashes, and then it, it really didn't mean a whole lot. Um, Khalil is a game changer, and I don't think they gave up a whole lot to get Khalil. So I think that was A-plus move. I think getting J.C. Jackson is an A-plus move. I do think they need more, but I, I think they are pretty major needle movers, Carson. I don't know about you. Like, I don't think they're far off. I do think, I think they need someone to anchor the middle of this field. Um, mm-hmm. I think they need a game-changing linebacker. And that could transform this defense. You got Bosa up front. You're going to have Khalil coming off the edge. Yeah. I like it. I I, I really do. I think that... Yeah. Again, man, I think the Chargers might be my team to beat out of the AFC West. I think you're a little too low. Over the Chiefs? Yes. Man, I just think if they can be average defensively, they're a very good football team. And you make two additions like this... And they can probably be close to an average defense. I just want to emphasize how bad of a place they are coming from. They were the number 29 scoring defense. They were the number 30 run defense and number 28th in terms of yards per attempt. They were a below average pass defense. And then situationally, they were the number 32 third down defense, worst in football, and 26th in the red zone. So it's like, yeah, listen. They probably did as good of a job as they possibly could have in mending that by adding two legitimate stars, and we'll see how they proceed in the draft. And you have Justin Herbert and some of their offensive talent, and yeah, you're going to be a really, really good offense. So I think they're definitely like a playoff team. I would not put them up there with the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I think that the Chiefs still, to me, are in a different tier offensively because I don't know who's in a tier with the Chiefs offensively, really. I guess the Bills when things are going well. And then defensively, I think that they have shown the ability to reach a high enough ceiling for the most part when it matters. And the Chargers, we still need to see that happen. So, and again, I don't think it's as complete of a roster as the Broncos. So I feel comfortable having them in the bottom half of the AFC West, but that really doesn't mean all that much because I still think they're a really good football team. That's fair. I I mean, yeah, and if you're looking at it uh, statistically too, uh, the number three defense in the league last season added a top 10 QB Meanwhile, yeah. the number 29 defense added Mack and J.C. Jackson. If you're mm-hmm. looking at it that way, I think I would relatively agree on that. I mean, you bring up the pills. Yeah. You want to talk about the, your boy's big move? Yeah, let's do it. Von Miller, six years, $120 million. What are your thoughts first, actually? Well, I, I like it um, just because the Bills desperately needed – an edge rusher they have for a while. It sucks because what they really needed was who was it? was it Levi Wallace who didn't check Travis Kelsey at the line of scrimmage? Yes. Yeah. New Pittsburgh Steeler Levi Let's Wallace. Let's go. Um, what they really needed was Levi Wallace to press Travis Kelsey um, late in that Chiefs game. Um, yeah, I mean it's huge. It's 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 massive for this next season. My dad is not as big a fan of this. I talked to him immediately after it happened. Uh, my dad goes, Von Miller is washed. Um, I'm like, Dad, he just won a Super Bowl. My dad goes, I don't care. He's old. I would not have paid him all this money. And from that perspective, I agree. I saw a graphic that CBS Sports put up, and I do think it's very telling. Carson, 
Do you know who the oldest player, uh, defensive player in the NFL was this last season? The oldest defensive player in the entire yeah. NFL? I do not. Who was it? 36-year-old nose tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Steve McClendon, former Pittsburgh Steelers Steve wow. McClendon. Um, at the end of this contract, Von Miller will be 38. And there are, I believe, um, opt-outs after like year two or three. So, I mean, if the Bills, like the guaranteed money stops there. So, if the Bills want to ax him, there's really no risk in that regard. And because of that, I think it's kind of a great move. Um, again, for a team like Buffalo that has invested so much draft capital recently in going out and getting the Greg Rousseau's of the world, the Boogie Bashams, like the trying to find an actual impactful edge rusher, yeah. I love it because Vaughn is going to, at the bare minimum, I don't care how old he is, Vaughn is going to get you eight sacks. And he's going to impose his will on the game, and he's going to show up in big moments. It's been their biggest hole for the past two years, and you're getting a guy who is going to be really, really solid. And yeah. so I can't – I think – I still think – I still think Buffalo should go out and get another one in the draft because they're a damn complete team. And if mm-hmm. you can hit a home run and get that game-changing defensive end, which it sucks – because they're normally towards the top of the draft, the Hutchinsons, the Thibodeaux of the world. Mm-hmm. The Bills obviously aren't going to get a guy like that. If you can find a sleeper, because again, T.J. Watt was drafted with, what, the 28th, the 30th pick? Steelers got him very late in that draft. If you can find that guy, the Bills will be my favorite uh, yeah. out of the AFC. Yeah. I think this is a win, and obviously you look at the raw numbers and you think six years 120 million that's way too much money for von miller but it's an nfl contract 52 million of it's guaranteed it's really not a very big cap hit and like you said after 2024 there is a straight up out like nothing is guaranteed after that point so the only real number that i look at and i'm like oh maybe that's a little bit much is that in 2024, he's going to make basically $11 million guaranteed. But, like, yeah, that's probably not going to look great with 35-year-old Von Miller. But, like, okay. It is their biggest need, unquestionably. He is very good. And you should be getting at least two more years, I would think, of high-impact play out of him. Like, guys can fall off a cliff, but he was pretty damn good this year. So, I think it's unquestionably a big win. I mean... Again, the Bills do so much at a high level. And they have Josh Allen, which really is the most important thing in the world. And I think that that makes them a top five offense. And they have, when fully healthy, an insane secondary with probably the best safety tandem in the league and a top five healthy Mm -hmm. corner. And it's a pretty good linebacking core. And there's depth up front. It's just been like the one thing missing has been the game-changing pass rusher. And Von Miller is a very good pass rusher. I mean, you know, he's not uh, in that truly elite, insane tier, but he's a top 15, 20 edge rusher in the NFL. And that is pretty darn good for this team to add. So maybe I'm even selling him a little bit short. I would say he's top 15. And that really matters for a team like the Buffalo Bills. And that's somebody who can change a playoff game. So... He had, yeah, speaking of which, his last two playoff runs, had four sacks in this last one, had five sacks in the year previous. Big game on the line. Vaughn comes to show up and uh, balls out. Like, I I don't think they could have. I think this is the best free agent on the market for Buffalo to go out and get. Let me ask you this, uh, in case we don't. I don't know what our schedule is going to look like pre-draft. What mm-hmm. else do the Bills need to address, in your opinion, uh, come draft day? I think 
corner. And uh, I think that, like, you can continue to look maybe at trying to add another solid option at running back at some point, although I do think Singletary played pretty darn well towards the end of the year. Mm -hmm. I think things are looking really good at receiver. I think things are looking really good at tight end. I think, for the most part, the line is pretty good. And, like, I'm comfortable with most starters on the defensive side of the ball. Like, I don't know, man. I think that it's probably... You look at a couple spots, and then you're kind of going BPA and trying to add depth because, mm-hmm. like, I don't see a ton missing from the Bills roster. I really don't. Agreed. I I, I think so, too. Um, so how early would you maybe take another edge rusher? Where are you? Where, I mean, where's there a guy on this roster that you think could break out next season? Yeah, like, I think that you have to look at Rousseau because, I don't know, I am a believer in taking the volume approach for this team and trying to – take big swings on edge guys, but they did it last year when you take Rousseau and Boogie Basham as early as they did, and now they've gone out and done it in free agency. So I think that you look at Rousseau, and I think you look at sort of the cumulative value because it's not like the Bills have a bad pass rush. I mean, statistically, they were very high Mm -hmm. in the league in terms of pressure rate. It's just such a collective effort, but I don't think that that's a bad thing as long as you have a guy... Even in that Vaughn Miller tier, who you know you think will probably be maybe tiptoeing into double-digit sacks, and who can on his best day tear a game open. Like beyond that, dude, I, they've got a lot of dudes who are just pretty solid on that front. And given how explosive they are offensively, I think that that's probably enough. So I wouldn't look at this draft like last year's draft, where I was like, "Hey, I'm glad that they took those two big swings early." Mm-hmm. I think now you're more in, okay, let's continue to develop internally. Let's trust our depth. Let's trust this lead guy who we brought in in free agency. And let's just continue to build out the depth across our roster, pretty much. I don't think that it has to be like, oh, my God, we need to go crazy and try to get an edge again. That's my take. Do you like your wide receiver depth? I don't think the depth is exceptional, although the Bills did go out and add Jamison Crowder today, which solid Beasley obviously has been cut I think that the depth is good enough I don't know I want to see what a full year of Gabe Davis as like probably a number two looks like given how incredible he was but I think that it's pretty all right I mean if you're looking at the top four weapons you have obviously Diggs Dawson Knox Gabe Davis Emmanuel Sanders then you have McKenzie, who's a pretty darn good gadget guy. And, like, I don't really know how many more real threats you need beyond that. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's pretty good. What do you think? I think it's cool. I, I might go out and get another one. Hey, it can't hurt. I mean, continuing to stockpile weapons for Josh Allen, I am in favor of. Yeah. I, but I think Gabe Davis might have quite the year. Yeah, I think I'd probably go corner first. I agree. Then, uh... Offensive line, edge, yeah. wide out. That's probably my order for the Bills, but yeah, I mean, I think you guys are the team to beat or the second team to beat out in the AFC. I don't care what Chiefs fans have to say. Yeah, I think they're in the same tier, as I said. Let's talk about your team, the Steelers. Yeah, I actually, okay. I do want to. I do want to get like this off my chest. I've heard so many Steelers fans in our TikTok comment section. You guys can follow us on TikTok at NerdSesh. You can follow us on Twitter at Nerd underscore Sesh. You can follow us on Instagram at NerdSesh. 
check us out on YouTube and Twitch. We do this at the end of the Ender episode, session. Logan. I decided I'd throw a little uh, mid-pod uh, advertising in there. Look, man, I've heard a lot of people in my comment section talking about what big moves the Steelers have made. I really like the moves, but I don't know. They think that we're going to be a, a 9, a 10-win team. They're talking about, oh, we added Mitch. He brings so much more dynamic uh, play than Big Ben did. Did you guys watch the games last year? Like, don't get me wrong. I, I want to I establish this first off. A lot of drives in a lot of games, we didn't, we didn't finish them off. And Ben left a lot of points on early in the game. But when the game was on the line, when we needed a game-winning drive, Ben Roethlisberger showed up and he drove us down the field. He led the league in fourth-quarter comebacks and game-winning drives last season. He had seven game-winning drives. We're not getting that out of Mitch Trubisky. I think we could be a more well-rounded offense, but like, I don't like where our offense is at, Carson. This offensive line yeah. still sucks. Yeah, we got James Daniels. We got Mason Cole. Um, we're not going to be much better. We're probably still one of the you know 12 worst offensive lines in football. That's not great with Trubisky and Najee Harris back there. Like, And I think Steelers fans, look, man, I'm as delusional as a Steelers fan as they come, right? I picked the Steelers to win the Super Bowl last season because I'm nuts. Guys, Mitch Trubisky's not that good. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky's not that good, guys. No. I've heard numerous people talk about this. Like, guys, I want to be delusional with you. I want to convince myself that Mitch Trubisky's that guy. He's not, okay? And I, I just, Steelers fans, do not talk yourselves into 10, 11, 12 wins with Trubisky at the helm because you're going to be disappointed. Do not talk him into being this franchise guy that he's not, because he isn't, okay? Like, at the end of the day, Mitch Trubisky is a bottom 10 quarterback in the NFL. He's very, very average, and he is here to keep our head above water and to keep us from falling into that 3-5 to win category with Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph, a guy in Mason Rudolph who could not beat the Detroit Lions last season. So, like, just... I'm Carson. I have no expectations for this upcoming season. I expect my expectations are seven wins, and if we get to seven, eight, nine wins, I'm going to be a very happy guy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just feel like Steeler fans are trying to convince themselves that Trubisky is something that he's not, and I I, don't do that because he's he's not. He's he's the MVP for a reason. That's that's his only career accomplishment. That's all. One time pro bowler. You sell him short. Man, I forgot about that. As a replacement, yes, he oh. was a pro bowler somehow. Deep option um, for replacement. Yeah, man, I'm... Steeler fans are delusional. What can I say? Straight from the mouth of the man who picked them to win the Super Bowl last year. Huh? Yeah, that was <laughs> What's good? That? Yeah, I I don't know, man. I No, I completely agree with you. I mean, nothing that Mitch Trubisky <laughs> does I would describe as dynamic. Two years ago, he was benched for Nick Foles and was universally laughed at. <laughs> And everybody said, oh, boy, doesn't that guy suck? And then he doesn't play for a year, and everybody's like, eh, I think that Trubisky's pretty good. He's fine. He's okay. I don't think he's going to look particularly good in Pittsburgh because as much as you may think that Najee's talented and as much raw production as he had last year wasn't efficient because he's behind a brutal offensive line, I think that, yeah, you got pretty good top two receiving options. I don't think it's enough to make Mitch Trubisky look all that great. Like, I think he's going to be okay. I think it's a good move for the Steelers because you're paying him very mm-hmm. low-end starting QB money. Two years, $14 million. 
that's appropriate for Mitch Trubisky. That's even good. I mean, Marcus yeah. Mariota got more. I would rather have Trubisky. And you're just creating the bridge. You still have a pretty good roster. You have a very good defense. You want to be competitive with that. And you know that it's not going to be Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph who you're investing in long term. So I think this is the right thing to do because there wasn't that super shiny option elsewhere who I guess they felt like they could get. But it's not a home run. Yeah, and I mean, the biggest thing to me, Carson, about next season uh, with Trubisky at the helm is if the Steelers are going to change their scheme at all. I mean, this was a team that a lot of single back stuff, a lot Mm -hmm. of... We didn't run play action. I wonder, you know, if that was because of... You know, I could... I'm trying to think. Who's a... Just name a really slow guy. A really slow guy. Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday probably could have beat Big Ben in a race last season, right? (laughs) I think that was partly why we didn't do a whole lot of play-action stuff. Um, So I'm interested to see how um, our offense is going to change with Trubisky at the helm, if we're going to run a lot more, you know, RPO stuff, if we're going to... That's my kind of big concern. Um, Yeah, it's, it's not ideal. But it also... A few things. It gives us... It just gives us flexibility for the draft, and that is what I've ultimately really enjoyed about um, about these moves. Is if we want to get a QB at twenty, if Kenny Pickett is there and he, if we want to make him our guy, we can take him because we have Trubisky to rely on. If Malik Willis is there and we want to take him, we can do it because we have Trubisky there to rely on. If we want to go out and get an offensive lineman, which is what we should do, we can do it because we already have a QB there. So it gives us flexibility. That's what I like. It's going to keep us competitive. You don't want to waste a prime year of a defense, like you said, Carson. That's kind of the big thing um, with a busted QB. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. I I think that I think that by week five, Steelers fans are going to be really disappointed and and like, oh yeah, this is what Trubisky really looks like. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, Carson. Yes. Do you think that Trubisky is in a better situation? Will he be in a better situation in Pittsburgh than he was in Chicago? I think. His individual situation, well, first of all, I think in terms of team success, that one Chicago year is better because that defense was insane. I mean, I mean, like offensively. Yeah, yeah. for him individually, I think so. I mean, I would argue that the Bears were... Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I think that there's more receiving talent it's not like he had an exceptional run game in Chicago. So, yeah, I think that he is. I do want to say, I think he is too. I do want to say one final thing on Trubisky that scares me. Um, I've watched some interviews with Mitch, and I don't mean to, like, psychoanalyze the guy, because I, I don't know him do. personally. But please like, do. Honestly, Carson, Mitch does not strike me as a as a leader. He does not strike me as a guy who is going to call him a beta. Uh, t- t- to call rally. him a beta right now. Look into the camera and call him a beta <laughs> man. Call Mitchell Drabisky a beta. Mitch, I'm sure you're a fine young man. Mitch doesn't really strike me as a leader, and I think the Steelers desperately need an offensive leader on that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who else we can expect to step up. And I just it just scares me with the volatility you saw with the locker room last season with stupid. Dumbasses like Chase Claypool coming out. Maybe we should play uh, music at practice. <laughs> um, the volatility of the locker room with Mitch at the helm scares me more than anything else. And not because not because of Mitch himself, but because of the other characters that you have in here. And I think Big Ben and Mike Tomlin did a lot of glue work, a lot of a lot of, you know, keeping that stuff at bay and away from the cameras in the media. And 
it just it does scare me with with the other personalities here that I just don't think we can expect Mitch to obviously stating the obvious. I don't think we can expect Mitch to lead this team like Big Ben did, um, mm-hmm. and so that probably scares me more than anything with just the 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 little kids that we have in the Pittsburgh Steelers locker room. We need someone to step up. I'm hoping that it's Najee. I'm hoping he becomes the locker room leader and the face of our offense. Um, he already has made strides into becoming that. Um, but we really need that offensively, man. We need a guy who just the locker room can get behind and fight for. And Mitch, right now, doesn't really strike me as that guy. But Mitch, I, I implore you, please, become a leader for this team. We need one. Mid-Mitch. And so that was that was Mitch Trubisky talk. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna win six games next year. Hype, you know, probably in that range. We do have another big signing here. Just a guy staying with his own team. Matt Stafford returning to the Rams for four years, one hundred sixty million. Kind of just had to be done, in my opinion. I mean, I don't have a ton to say there. I think that when you have a quarterback that caliber and a roster of that caliber, you're not going to let him walk. And that is sort of the value that the market would dictate that he has right now. And now that you've won the Super Bowl, you know, you have a little bit of breathing room. You have a little bit more margin with the fans and whatnot and just the overall public opinion. And it's tough to win with a quarterback eating up a large amount of your cap. But I think that Stafford deserves it. And again, I don't think they really had a choice. No, they didn't. I mean, you had to pay him this money. Um, instead of talking about Stafford on the field, I'm just going to talk about how drunk he got at the uh, Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, parade. go ahead. That was just hilarious, man. Matt yeah, Stafford he was pretty drunk. really could not handle his uh, his booze. Um, that actually, it kind of does scare me, Carson. I think the Rams are going to convert most of this into signing bonus and stuff, so they do have like the uh, most cap flexibility possible for the mm-hmm. rest of their um, roster. Had to do it. You can't lose a guy like Stafford. I'll fight for him to death, man. People talk about how you know Stafford may not be a Hall of Fame QB, this and that. Um, he's top. What is he, easy top ten? I yeah, think he's top ten. I mean, yeah. And at the end of the day, with a top ten QB, you can win a Super Bowl. And he let him through. You had to do it. Um, and with the state of the NFC, Rams, even with the loss of Von Miller, probably still my favorite to win the Super Bowl or come out of the NFC at least. I'm thinking about other interesting stuff that happened in free agency, and I don't feel like there's a ton left that we really need to touch on. We can briefly touch on, I don't know, if you wanted to bring up the Jaguar stuff. Uh, they, they they have spent a lot of money in free agency. Sure have. I don't know if it's huge moves. I mean, my favorite move was them getting Brandon Sheriff. He has been one of the best guards in football for uh, a long time now, and they desperately needed to shore up this offensive line. I thought they overpaid a little bit for some of these guys, especially Christian Kirk. Mm-hmm. Four years, 72 mil, I don't love. I don't love paying Zay Jones eight mil a year. I don't like, you know, I think Evan Ingram, it's kind of a value deal, just one year, nine mil, um, kind of overrated. But, hey, they're getting pieces for Trevor Lawrence to see what, you know. Yeah. They're making his situation better. But I love the Sheriff move. I thought that was home run. Skill positions, I'm not as big a fan of, but you have to go out and make these moves to to appease Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, they probably paid above market value in various spots, and I don't think they hit a ton of home runs, but I think that there is value in adding solid offensive talent, mm-hmm. you know, and adding weapons like Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and... They don't matter long-term a ton. I think Christian Kirk is obviously wildly 
overpaid with that contract, but he's pretty good. And Zay Jones had, honestly, a better season than I ever thought he could have, having watched him very closely for a couple years. So I think what they did was solid, but, I mean, they're not going to matter. Their roster is quite far away. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's cool. It just sucks, man. It's kind of weird to say. Christian Kirk's your number one guy. Um, yeah. Chiefs adding Juju, pretty good. Sayonara says Logan. I, he's going to have a pretty darn good year. Yeah, he's going to have a great year. Chiefs fans, you are going to love Juju Smith-Schuster. He's a dog. He fights. Yeah. Um, I Honestly, bro, I'm not even going to lie. This this offseason, I would have really liked to have seen Juju and Claypool gone. Um, Claypool? I, I Claypool made a TikTok today. This is... Separate from anything we brought up, I'll bring this up on my own. Claypool made a TikTok today, Carson, talking about how um, your first season in in the city uh, where you don't have double digit TDs um, in the offseason. He's talking about trade rumors. Yeah, Chase sucks. We don't want to trade you because you're not a talented receiver. I think Chase Claypool is one of the most talented receivers and physically gifted receivers I've ever seen in my life. And I've talked about this extensively mm-hmm. on this podcast. Chase is an idiot. Yeah, Chase, you want to trade wanna, him because he made that TikTok. Chase, I want to trade you because I think you're stupid. Yeah. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. <laughs> I think you're a dumbass. <laughs> I think you're a dumbass, Chase. I don't think you... I think Chase is one of those glitzing... I don't think he... I don't think Chase cares as much about the game as he Did should. Did you say glitzing? Glitzing glamour and stuff. Oh. I think he's all about that off-field bullshit, and I don't mm-hmm. like that. And Juju's a little bit too, but Juju's a good, smart guy. I think Chase is an idiot. Chase... Figure out how to run routes because you don't finish slant routes. You always curl off. You let Ben get... You left him uh, to hang out to dry a few times last year. Yeah, that was messed up. <laughs> I really didn't like yeah. it when you did that. Yeah. Um, Chase, shut the fuck up and get on the field. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it. I mean, really, I think that there's a couple other things. Rams get Allen Robinson. Solid. You're supplementing You know what you lose with OBJ's injury and... Robert Woods on the move, mm-hmm. which... A six-round pick, too. Great yeah, value. Yeah. But I really don't think there's a ton else to talk about. I mean, I'm happy that the Buffalo Bills brought back Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson. I think that that's just kind of hilarious. A couple of Bills go away for just a year, mm-hmm. right? For yeah. both of them. A Phillips to Arizona, Lawson to Miami. Yeah. I loved Jordan <laughs> Phillips, man. Who I didn't? I loved Jordan Phillips. Who didn't? That was an impact player right there. So, you know, that plays into some of the depth up front that we were talking about. But... There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. A bunch to talk about. We got through it all. We will be back this week. Logan, I think Wednesday, maybe we do a little bit of trivia. Could I be so crazy? I'm down. I'm down. I'm there. Could I be so wild as to say that? Friday, we'll talk NBA. So stay tuned for all of that. As always, you guys can find us. You know, Logan already did the plug, but I guess I'll just do it again. TikTok, at NerdSesh. Instagram, at NerdSesh. Twitter, Twitch, at Nerd underscore Sesh. YouTube, Nerd Sesh. Podcast, all platforms. I've been Carson Brabber. You've been... Our fans. I've been Logan Camden. you haven't been our fans. Let's take that again. I've been Carson Brabber. I've been Logan Camden? This was Nerd Sesh. Nerd Sesh.